All right, and welcome back to the Dot 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 Podcast. It, I think we've gone our, our longest time yet that we always say that we're not going to, you know, drag it out. But Adam, you, you went on quite an adventure uh, from the south to the north. Yes. What, where you been, man? What you been up to? Yes, went on walkabout or uh, drive about, as it were. Uh, yeah, Sarah and I took a little, took a... Uh, Ill-timed vacation up the uh, Pacific Coast Highway to uh, see the sights and to be judged by Republicans and um, <laughs> mostly just enjoy ourselves as much as we could and trying to not become infected and experiencing a lot of the different ways that different regions are handling our particular scenario and the dynamic between all of them and how drastically different it is. And But no, we just went on a little vacation uh, from here. We went up to Seattle. We... Uh, stopped along the way several times in between in uh, Monterey and Mendocino and uh, Bells, someplace in Oregon. Uh, the first city in Oregon, I don't know, Brookings. And then we went to Cannon Beach. And then we went to Seattle and then Portland. I don't know where we went after that. Oh, we went to Truckee and then we came home. Lake Tahoe was in there somewhere too. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I'm surprised you say you, you ran into some Republicans in California? <laughs> well, once you uh, start leaving the, you know, greater Los Angeles area or the greater Portland or Seattle area, turns out there's a lot of gun-loving, red-hat-wearing people out there. Um, Yay! It was, yeah, it was interesting. You could definitely tell. We actually rolled up on a, like, a bit of a candid conversation between... Uh, you know, I'm sure you know that in Oregon, you don't pump your own gas. It's like New Jersey. You just, some, there's somebody yeah, there that. to pump it for you, which I think is fantastic. I love that. Um, I don't like pumping gas. I don't know anybody who does actually, but whatever. Um, we got to roll up on these two fellers talking. They must've known each other. And, um, the gas station pumping man, uh, was clearly displeased with the Black Lives Matter protests and movement. And uh, somewhere during his diatribe, he referred to, you know, those, this is what happens when your kids are raised by communists. And I, I don't know, it was it was pretty out there. Um, and there was a lot of that, you know what I mean? We, we could tell we would go into a, like a gas station or a rest stop with a mask on and, and people and, you know, d- depending on where you were, some places people were completely masked up and other places, pe- like we absolutely got treated differently for wearing a mask. I mean, we absolutely, I mean, we got looks for sure, but like totally like people at like clerks at like stores would like, it was noticeable. They were treating us differently. And I mean, negatively by wearing a mask because nobody else in there was wearing it. And that was weird you know that was like very strange to feel judged like so deeply like like people were like i mean nobody said like you you know fucking liberals or nothing but they wanted to (laughs) somebody did for sure you think like because i'll be i'll be honest so obviously being here in in louisiana northern louisiana more specifically practically arkansas uh heavy heavy conservative uh demographic but and i'll be honest i've noticed that the better majority of people have said okay i'm not i'm done with the mask thing but i don't feel like anybody's judging over it like i don't do you think there's a a chance of like your own insecurity that you 
you felt like you were sticking out or like, is there something? No, no. I mean, like the first time specific that happened. When we, I mean, it was specific when we got into Oregon. I mean, Brookings, Oregon. It's right on, like, right over the border. And, um, yeah, because I guess that's where we got gas. I, I can't remember it now. I mean, it's, there were a lot of, we drove a lot. Um, but, like, we stopped at a place and, like, we got back in the car and we kind of just, like, looked at each other, like, because we didn't talk to each other in the, you know, you don't say to each other in the gas station, like, yo, is somebody being weird? Like, you just, you know, you just kind of yeah. tough through it. We got in the car, we just looked at each other, like, yo, was that was that weird? Like, asking each other, like, objectively. Not like, dude, that was weird. But, like, no, was that? Like, am I overanalyzing that? Or was that weird? And we both came to the realization that it was weird, especially after <laughs> a couple more <coughs> interact. <coughs> Excuse me. Man, I got to go. A couple other interactions with people where we were like, man, this is different. We went into a, we had to stop in a little town and we had to go into a small diner to get coffee. There was nowhere else in the town to, like, there was no gas station coffee or anything. And nobody outside waiting for this little diner was wearing masks. Everybody was standing apart, but nobody was wearing a mask. And when we walked up, like, everybody was just, like, staring at us. And when we walked inside, the uh, the lady there, like, the employee, the employees were wearing masks, except for, like, the, you know, the the hen, you know, the, the, the mother hen there. She was, like, of the place. She, like, wasn't. And she was like, what do you need, honey? Like, it was just a different wasn't quite as folksy yeah. you know what i mean i don't know if it right. was the big city vibe or whatever but it, it and that was a couple different places it was not quite as folksy it was pretty like uh you know like can what can i use your bathroom you have to be a customer <laughs> kind of stuff like oh okay well yeah yeah uh so that was interesting it was interesting to feel if even the slightest bit marginalized for just trying to practice some sort of the smallest amount of safety but you know whatever yeah I don't know, man. I I think this whole thing, it it's really frustrating. Like, talk about the most divided I think our country's been in quite some years, um, and over you know, it's like I think I joked around about it at one point in time when we were podcasting that, uh, you know, it's team face mask versus team not so face mask, right? Uh, and I feel like I feel like that's exactly where we're at right now, and it's the conservative side doing it to, to make a point. And then obviously the metrics of what's going on, uh, disproving that point right now, because you know, everything's on, on the rise and it's, it's, it's retarded, but like, so did it get worse as you got into the, the, the thicket of, of the <laughs> liberal havens and in, in, in uh, the, the Chaz? And I what mean, have you? you know what we, <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, as we, I mean, the first major, you know, Metropolis, we really hit. I mean, we did go through San Francisco. Uh, I guess I forgot we stopped there for a little while. And we saw some some tracings of that movement, um, especially down, like, I mean, uh, we went down to, the, did a couple touristy things. You know, we went down to the Haight-Ashbury area or whatever, and there was definitely some movement there. But it wasn't, it didn't seem super extreme there. Um, when we got no. to Seattle, that was, I mean, of course, as we all know, that's where the chop zone or the chaz, it sounds like a salad kind of thing. Um yeah, the drop chest. That's where that's going on. And um, that was definitely different. So we decided, you know, foolishly that it would be interesting to just see what, you know, that was all about. And, you know, ended up yeah. walking through there a little bit for probably about exactly the amount of time that we really needed to be there, um, which was about 10 or 15 minutes um, during, the, <laughs> during the daytime. I mean, 
uh, I don't know how else to describe it other than just like we just didn't look like we belonged there, man. Like the there there were a ton of people in tents. You know, people had been living outside, so not everybody. You know, there weren't a lot of like clean. I mean, we hadn't like showered that morning or anything like that. I wasn't. I didn't put on my makeup or anything, but um, you know, our shoes are clean and our hair has been washed in the last few. Days. It was obvious that we didn't belong, and I'm not saying because like we were white or something. I mean, there was all kinds of people there, young, old, right, white, black, Hispanic, like the whole deal, but. Uh, there was a group of people who belonged there and a group of people who didn't. Uh, and we were amongst the people who didn't. But that was a really wild scene, man. It was it was really cool to see, like, people kind of being like, all right, like, we're going to, like, just do this crazy thing. Like, because that's kind of, I mean, it's definitely wild to just, like, occupy an area. And, and seeing that firsthand was, like, what gave me, like, wow. Like, this is really interesting. Like, I'm the motivation behind doing it makes sense to me. I understand, like, you know, people's, you know, d d right and desire and, you know, frankly, and you know, like, the need for something to change and for them to stand up and say something about it. It was just really weird to see that just, like, happening. Like, just walking by the police precinct and it being, like, you know, pretty much, like, just graffitied. But, like, not graffiti, not, like, graffiti, like, just people just sprayed fuck all over it like it was covered in like art and like you know blm like messages there was definitely some a cab and some you know fuck 12 shit um you know they yeah that, they that was gonna be my yeah they that was gonna be my question uh -huh. i gotta talk over it. this the, the the delay in the phone thing sucks but like that was my question is does it feel like you're in a place that is part of a movement or do you feel like you're in a place where people are taking advantage of the fact that somebody's trying to have a movement? I there? mean, there were absolutely tents, like, like, um, um, pop-up tents. There were people like with literature and like that were talking to people and they're like clearly to educate and to like inform people about like what they were there for and like what they were doing. There were obviously people there for a legitimate, just, you know, you know, or to their to, to them like just cause. You know what I mean? Like it is a just cause, but like right. that's what they're there to do. They're impassioned to do that. There were people there who clearly um, were just clowning around, man. You know what I mean? Um, uh, you know, I mean, we saw firsthand like uh, a group of guys that were just like the one guy rolled up down the street, turned up his like got out of the car, flashed blood signs at this other guy. Parked the car in the middle of the street, turned the radio up loud, and just like started, they just like started lighting blunts, just like passing around, like not normal behavior for what I, I right. not what I would imagine. I've never been to Seattle before, but not what I would imagine normal behavior for the Capitol Hill area would be. Um, like I can't imagine somebody, uh, you know, just rolling up into the driveway of the country club with the music really loud and well, we're not blunt. talking about. It. We're not talking about a country club environment of, you know, civilized people with a that have been a. I, I mean, I it, call me cold hearted to call them uncivilized, but it, dude, the the whole movement from the get go to me has been the most ridiculous, retarded thing in the world. So it's like they forgot to read a dictionary before they started an autonomous zone when they started making requests and demands of things that be delivered to them so that they could have this autonomous zone, yeah. and. Just that that type of behavior, it, to me, dude, I, I feel like I would walk in there and just want to start slapping people because you the whole George Floyd thing, man, there was, again, I think I brought it up before, 
has there been any proof that that was a racially fueled murder? Like, has that cop been identified to be a racist? Still, as of yet, I would say no. So it's been turned into a racial hate crime. And then all these movements and these subsects have started to stack up on top of it. And now, before you know it, I, I heard somewhere the other day, like, since all of this stuff popped up, there have been 15 people murdered as opposed to these peaceful protests. Right. And God knows how many how many crimes committed, um, you know, just all of the, the negativity that's come with it is just because people just want to have a voice, much less, you know, figure out what they're complaining about. So it's a, to, to me, it's been super irritating. The whole Chaz thing is just about the most ridiculous, retarded place ever in my mind. And I don't think it's ever going to be returned to normal. Like the, the, the amount of destruction that they've done there, um, just to, to go over all the spray paint alone would be a complete demo of the entire area. I mean, yeah, there's going to be, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I mean, as far as like restoration of the area, I don't know. They also like, I mean, if, if that's what the city of Seattle was worried about, they could have, they could have done, they could still do something. I mean, they could cut the water and the power to the area. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like if they wanted to do something, they could do something, but they haven't. So like, it's kind of like. I don't know. This didn't happen anywhere else. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of like, there's almost been like some enablement, I believe from like the establishment to like allow what seems to me to be like an unlawful, like, I mean, there's a, there's a protest and then there's, yeah, there's like setting up and being like, dude, we're, <laughs> we're basically going to wreck this place. I mean, I, I get the message. I get, it's just, it's very extreme, man. Like it's hard for me to judge, uh, you know, judge, judge that when when I can't sit from a point of extremity just because I just because I can't I mean I, I get people are angry I don't I don't know why the city allowed it I mean the city does allow it by allowing it by allowing it to continue I mean well I, some of that is threat based you know I've, I've seen several news stories of them saying good luck trying to get us out of here well when since like, when is the American to me that's almost when, like when a threat, is the U.S. government know? entity supposed to like negotiate or bargain with like i mean that's 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 like a terrorist threat really like good luck getting inside like we'll right. see what happens I mean, that's that's you can't do that like <laughs> like you're supposed to come to well, that's what they're doing free, though you know you know they're just terms. their presence yeah i mean they're occupying that area though and their presence is a deterrent in itself i mean you've got police all around the country that are just starting to say you know what my job's not worth it i'm out here to serve and protect not to fight the 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 people of of the community and to that, I mean, yeah, there are a couple bad apples, but they're treat like the the extremists from like the Chaz movement and all that kind of stuff. They are they're trying to essentially overthrow the the foundation of all this just to single out a couple bad people. But they're painting everybody with the same brush right now, and it's it's not it's entirely unfair and and uneducated on their part, if you ask me, because it's unrealistic to think that every single cop is a is a white supremacist and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, and, I couldn't agree more. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. It just, the whole thing just irritates me. I'm the, I feel like the old, uh, you know, not so hip out of connection, you know, disconnected kind of guy. Cause I'm sitting there just shaking my head at every news story I watch that, that talks about that or the movement. Um, even the, the whole black lives matter thing. I'm just like, I'm not, I'm failing to connect. And then, and then I feel like I'm not allowed to say that because I have that white privilege everybody talks about, right? Oh, you can't say that, you know? Um, I guess, uh, what was it? Lacey was telling me that Terry Crews 
recently has come under fire for some stuff he said um, about, uh, hold on, I'm trying to remember. Tell me about something else while I find this one. Oh, okay. Because it, it's here. Uh, all right. I, I, I don't really know what else to, to say. I mean, I, it, just, just, I mean, I mean, I mean, there, there's so much to say. I mean, I don't even really know where to start. It seems like, I don't know. I just feel like every day we, we get closer and closer to the end of V for Vendetta. Like just, there's, there's like a new horrifying story every day, sometimes twice a day, you know, between, you know, there being possibly a new swine flu going around China and then, you know, just Trump story one, two, three, and four just fill the day in with whatever you've got. You know, you know, most recently it's the, uh, the Russian bounties, uh, which I, you know, I've read what I've read. It doesn't look good, but I haven't, you know, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to know exactly what's going on there. That's, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. you know, there's no, it, it, all the media, all the media is doing is they're trying to, to one up what the last guy said, you know, it's like, okay, well, we, we had yesterday's big headlines. What What's big today? And they're grabbing in anything they possibly can. And, and everybody's like taking it and they're getting spun up about it. So I found the Terry Crews thing. He said, um, defeating white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy. Equality is the truth. For that, the black, they, everybody thinks that he's against Black Lives Matter. Well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and he's a black guy. Yeah. They're saying, "Oh, you're, you're, you're a racist," and because because I, I guess he's married to a white woman, and uh, you know, to they're taking these these statements and they're polarizing them to the point where they, oh, well, then you must be on the far right, then, you know, and it that that whole piece just infuriates me. The other one that was interesting was the couple in St. Louis with the guns. Have you seen this? Was that St. Louis? Was that where that was? Yeah. I mean, I have. I saw it, and um, of course, I have seen. All the memes. I mean, the memes. Right, but the best part is not not a single one of the photographs that was taken captures the real story, which is that those people live in a very, very nice house, as you can see from the background, mm-hmm. uh, with a gate surrounding it. Well, the the peaceful protesters, as they're called, broke open the gate and trespassed onto these people's property. Of course, they came out with weapons. See, like if you ask me, they were completely within their within their realm to defend their home. They were probably terrified because, after all, fifteen people have been murdered by these peaceful protests that have been taking place lately. Like, by all means, yeah, defend your castle. Did they look stupid because the woman had her finger all over the trigger? Yes, absolutely, and mustard on her shirt too. By the way, um, <laughs> that was one of the memes I saw. Delicious. Like, Firearms training. Who needs it? Uh, my eyes say I'm on pills because that di- that sandwich was delicious, or something like that. And it's like all the circles over the 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 components of of the photograph. But you know, it, there it's it's whoever can spin the story to mean whatever they want it to to make people believe, and then that's the thing that takes precedence. Nobody like had a chance to zoom out and see that these people had trespassed trespassed on a private property right and those people were scared they were scared there was a bunch of people from not in their neighborhood making a making a ruckus on their front lawn you know by all means man you come on my front lawn like that i'm gonna i'll be out there with a gun too no absolutely i mean sarah Sarah and i like we were like watching 
the news just it was just kind of like on and we saw it and we're like oh my god and like we just kind of like what would and she was like my god that's crazy and she was you know i was like i would do the exact same thing man like it has no i have i don't give a shit about like what your cause is like if i i mean and i'm just basing this off the context of the picture i saw which was this was a big house right. it looked like a really nice house so it's probably in a, in a nice neighborhood first of all like why are we protesting in a neighborhood hey i don't understand right. that like that's like it was something about I think this dude like lives in the same like historical district or something like that as like the where the governor's mansion is. Okay, is what I kind of understood it to be. All right, I mean, that's, so that's yeah, I can imagine I, that I, I can, okay, that type of area in front of the governor's mansion. That's that's great. Like I get that, and that's fine. Okay, like that that makes sense. That's public property. Um, but yeah, for like for them to be that close to his house, like, and I also couldn't see how many people there were. Yo, if I looked out my window and I saw a whole bunch of people like on the street outside my apartment. I mean, I would get the hell out of my apartment. I mean, these people obviously didn't have somewhere else. Like, I also don't care. I live in a fucking one-bedroom apartment. Like, what are they going to get? Like, my TV? Like, all right, fine. Like, <laughs> good right. luck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, these people obviously had a lot to defend. Like, I, I that didn't bother me at all. To be honest, yeah, I was like, I can't believe this guy didn't, you know. I mean, obviously nobody charged him or whatever. He, but he didn't want to shoot anybody. That's not what he was there to do, clearly. Or he would have. No. I mean, this guy should be a cop. You know what I mean? Like, that's exactly, that's exactly what we need is just like, dude, like you know, just some temperament, you know, and obviously he was scared shitless. Who wouldn't be like, if you're scared enough to get right. your gun, you're probably pretty fucking scared. So no, I, I thought yeah. those p two people were totally justified. I I'm sure they're getting raked over the coal. I mean, I know there's, there's a lot of fun being pointed at, you know, made, made of them, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the political, the socio-political response to them has been, but like, seriously, what would you do? And I'm telling, ask any sex and any color person like what the hell would you do man like you bet your ass i would yeah have my gun like i want to be ready for whatever's going to happen next you know so right uh, just goes so to I mean, show that you the, really kind of can't accounts. be prepared like now and like you know the numbers are going back up like we went to we got a costco membership we went to costco today costco was already out of toilet paper like god bless it man like i'm gonna have to have some shit tickets yeah. here soon i gotta play the more games you know so <laughs> <laughs> ain't free to ride brother yeah. let me tell you what um yeah it's and i'm not surprised not in the slightest you know the 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 piece of me that that was watching the rush to open despite all the you know the 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 scientists and the experts saying ah, it's a little soon you know i've i've been i've remained cautious i go to work um i come home I go to the grocery store and that's it. Like other than fast food, you know, a couple times here and there, like we still haven't gone out to a restaurant. Um, we're not going to any different stores. We're using the same caution, you know, when we go and, um, you know, I guess we've loosened a little bit, like we'll take the kids with us and stuff, but we're the four, we're the family of four walking around with masks and washing our hands and, um, and sanitizing everything. And, and I'm not surprised at all that a lot of people have gotten relaxed about it, but, so right before I think we started hitting record or we we hit record, you were telling me that you finally have probably the closest connection to somebody that has tested positive, correct? Yeah, there was like just somebody uh, was displaying symptoms and of COVID and got tested and turned up positive. So um, and you know this individual? Uh, I know I know the guy. I've met him like a couple times. Um, I yeah. mean, nice, you know, whatever. Like, not like somebody that I would think this guy's out to kill us all. You know, nothing like that. He well, no, no, no. I just I asked because I, you know, here we are. It's practically July first right now, 
Um, yeah. I remember being sent home from work at the in the middle of March, like St. Patrick's Day or something like that, the, right. March 16th or 17th. <laughs> and I still don't know anybody that has gotten it. And I so I would say that you and this gentleman are the closest connection that I have of people that have tested positive as of yet. So, um, but I mean, man, that's, that's right up your alley. I mean, that's, it's also kind of scary. It's like, it is easy to like, kind of think about like, oh, well, like, or like kind of relax about it. And then suddenly it just kind of hits close to home. Like, oh shit, like this thing's really out there and it still exists and it could happen. And man, all those stories that I've been reading about how maybe you don't ever fully recover from coronavirus. Like you might have, you know, shit for the rest of your life. Um, oh no, this like might actually be right around the corner from me. You know what I mean? So, right. Dude, I'm terrified. I, I really am. Like, I don't want to get it. Yeah. And, um, I, I would rather be like, it, which is funny to say that because I don't necessarily want to be the first person to get a vaccine, even though I probably will be. Um, uh, but I, you know, I don't, I don't want to get it and I'd, I'd rather be like, Ooh, thank God I got that vaccine. Like, just in time but now there's all these horror stories coming with the vaccine i think dr dr fauci said the other day that even if you get the vaccine they they can't guarantee that it's gonna actually be a vaccine like completely you know it's like a 70 percent chance that it's going to be effective for you yeah um because there's such a race to get it done that they're kind of like skipping some of the steps to make sure that it is it's applicable to everybody no yeah this is, is this is this is bad you know this is this is not good and I, honestly, like I've been, I've been trying to look more at like the, like as much of the big picture as possible because there's so many little, there's so many little things happening that it's just like, I mean, I think it's hard not to see all the things and like try to tie them all together because it's kind of horrifying. I mean, oh, yeah. like, you know, the, the, the caseload in North America is, or in the United States is obviously skyrocketing. I mean, like today's number or like yes technically yesterday's numbers or whatever like there were 46,000 new cases in the U.S. like I remember when it was like damn dude we're hitting 35,000 like almost every day and that was pretty consistent like it didn't really go much higher than 35,000 and suddenly you know we're starting to see days where I mean have we hit a day where there's been 50,000 yet not yet you know what I mean but like <laughs> that's crazy like it's just and like that means deaths yeah. are coming you know shortly thereafter you know over the next like three weeks like we're gonna start seeing like a lot more deaths um that and then like you know seeing that um the eu like isn't allowing like american travelers in like eventually yeah, like dude, that was a that was a big that's a big middle finger that's a i mean you that's know what a, i mean that's like a big, well i mean it's also like I mean, what do you expect them to do? Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, they're trying to contain it in their country, and I don't like. What wouldn't we do that? Wouldn't we, like if if France or Italy or Spain, whenever they were like you know under like crazy, like we'd shut them down from flying into here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't blame them. Well, what I mean by you know it's a big middle finger is because you have you got Trump sitting there saying that you know trying to take credit for we we handled this better than anybody else and we're knocking it out of the park and we're supreme in our handling of this and you know that's the company line from our our nation's leader and then you've got kind of other countries saying no we don't we don't want you coming in here so it, it, it especially in an election year that's not very great yeah. to have your you know 
your allies in in government and economy and things like that sitting there saying we don't necessarily agree with what you're doing it's it's going to create a lot of doubt um against his ability to to get reelected and and to lead you know past covid-19 cuz i don't think the popular vote is that he's handled it extremely well by any no means. and i mean it didn't help that he you know kind of bungled that interview with the only person in the world who could suck his dick better than his wife probably or his daughter and on the uh the Hannity show when he was like what's your plan for the second term and he was like oh like <laughs> he really just said a whole bunch of nothing you know what I mean he didn't really say anything and I I right. don't see how that couldn't resonate with at least I mean some of even this even I mean, the steadfast base is gonna be steadfast base I mean there are literally people and we know who they are who are not gonna change their mind no matter what they're gonna vote for Trump no matter what it does not matter it really literally does not matter he really could do the whole Fifth Avenue yada yada but some people are going to have like noticed that there's also got to be some people who are reading the thing about you know the the Russia bounty things, you know, via Taliban murder. There's got to be some people who aren't happy about that. Like some of his dedicated base. Right. But I mean, so for that's, that's from his dedicated base. It's going to sway. But I, I think also a lot of the, the liberal agenda is swaying a lot of people this year too. Like I know my father-in-law, uh, my wife was just telling me, she's like, Oh, my dad already openly said that he's going to, He'll be voting conservative this time because he's embarrassed by the actions of the liberals. I have a friend that, that posted a um, a meme that said, uh, what was it? It was something to the effect of like, name one thing that the Democrat, the Democratic Party accomplished in the last four years that didn't include their hate, that wasn't based on their hatred of Trump. And when you really think about it, you're like, hmm. Very little. I mean, do you think that has very, anything very to do little. with the Republican-controlled Senate, or like? Well, yeah, it's but it's it's a it's a lack of ability and cooperation to to play along, right? It's kind of the way I see it, like just the impeachment stuff, um, all the the Ukraine Russia stuff that's come up repeatedly. Anything to do with China or North Korea, like they're just constantly trying to paint him as a failure. And, and a lot of the things that he's done or his administration has done have not been blatant, bold failures up until I would think recently. I'll be honest, the last three or four weeks, um, just watching the whole we've, we've overcome and we've defeated the coronavirus thing while you watch active numbers just climb and climb and climb is the, is the first time I've been like, what is the tactic here? You know, like, like really, what is the agenda? I'm, I'm extremely confused because it's obvious. Everybody knows, guys, it ain't over. You know, so I mean, it's um, it's everywhere. I don't know. Like, I'm not saying that my my vote is swaying any one way because I'll be dead before I vote for Joe Biden. Right. But um, that's the other problem, man. I mean, we're man, we're well, fate like this. There, we see. I see a really big problem on the horizon. First of all, we're fate. Oh, we're, we're facing I we're facing too. the second election in a row where. Nobody, I mean, yeah, his supporters want him, but like, man, nobody, re, nobody who's an even remotely independent or has an open mind at all, really wants either of the candidates, um, no. either of the leading candidates. So that's troubling. Um, China, China's doing some crazy shit right now. That's also troubling. Oh, yeah. The fact that, 
uh, you know, there is so much, you know, and we're going to find out. We're going to find out exactly how in bed Trump and Putin are here very soon. Um, let's, I want you, I want you to examine or uh, imagine a scenario with me where like, you know, I saw a news story the other day that, you know, maybe Trump just, maybe Trump will just like not quit, but like he just won't even run for re-election. He's just tired of the bullshit and just wants to get back to playing golf and not doing anything. Um, you know, like, and you know, like, oh my God, what if that happened? Wouldn't that be great or whatever? And it's like, well, if Trump and Putin are really in bed together, all Putin has to do is declare war on the United States. And that would leave Trump in office, he would really have to resign. Uh, in which case, I mean, that would, I mean, and that that would be impossible for him if if the rumors are true that Putin really does have like a whole bunch of blackmail dirt on Trump. He would have to stay and do whatever. That could be that could be a scenario that could be really bad. Um, same thing if he mm-hmm. like actually loses the election. Let's say there's a landslide. Let's say let's say it's like every like everybody in America changes their mind, and you know Joe Biden saves a baby and a cat from a burning building, and you know kills Al Qaeda at the same time, and it's all on video, and everybody's like, "Holy shit, Joe Biden's a hero, and he's got a six pack!" Like, and everybody votes for Joe Biden, and then Putin declare. Then there's like a war from like Russia on the United, like an actual declaration of war, and Trump sticks around too. You know what I mean, like. That could also happen. It's yeah. not just like, oh, Trump's going to declare war. What if it's somebody else? Well, dude, I've been saying that every, ever since we started doing these. Is It's not so much about who our enemies are. Is that, it, that it's our enemies getting us to fight each other. So you talk about something big being on, on the, the forefront. My fear, honestly, if we continue at the pace that we're going... With the divide that is being created in America, my prediction is a civil war within my children's lifetime. Not nece- maybe not necessarily mine. Um, Why do you think it'll but, take that so, long? You know, I, I don't. I don't see. That's me kind of giving the benefit of the doubt. Like maybe in my lifetime, um, but at the, at the pace we're going, yeah. It, it, I, I honestly think something is going to have to break at some point in time that that I, I think our, our election system has become so corrupt. Um, and, I, and it's not even like corrupt. It's just like they've, it's been preyed on and we've been forced to deal with a shitty hand, you know? Oh, it's uh, candidate one or two. Well, what about candidates three, four, five, and six? If you vote for them, you're wasting your vote. It's one or two. Right. Yeah. Excuse me. Like, why is that? You know? And, um, but I, I think that you, you look at, what's being done to us you know I, i've brought it up a handful of times like i'm not a racist you're not a racist my neighbors aren't racist my coworkers aren't racist where are all these racist people that the that the world is having us believe exist and i think a lot of it is honestly an information warfare ca- campaign being deployed against us to to create tension amongst us so that they you know china doesn't have to drop bombs and put their people in harm's way and neither does russia to make us collapse and make us fall uh it's absolutely terrifying but i I really think they're 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 they've planted a seed to have us kill ourselves from the inside out yeah i mean i i think you're right i mean i i and it's gonna work too that's what's i mean i i see it as a almost as like 
an inevitability. And I think it'll be sooner than later, man. I, I think it, I think it is going to be in our lifetime. And I think it'll happen. I mean, dude, I mean, we've seen, that's the, what's horrifying about the whole thing is we've seen how scary and how weird shit can get real fast. And mm-hmm. I mean, in, in a matter of hours, you know, really, um, Oh yeah, <laughs> like and and, and across across an entire country is, all at once. There is a racial divide in America right now that was th- that started a burning fire from a spark that, as of yet, we still don't know if it was racially motivated. The optics on it were all bad, absolutely awful. It looked real bad, but we still don't know the intention. And everybody took it, they ran with it, and now there's all this racial divide in America. Like what in the actual hell is happening here? Well, I mean, I, I am curious what's going to happen. I mean, we'll see. I I don't know how speedy they're going to make, you know, the trial of those officers in Minneapolis. I know they're trying to televise them so everybody can see it. I'm sure two of those guys are going to get off pretty much scot-free. It was like their third shift or something. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm pretty sure, like their 12th hour on the job or some shit. It was like really soon for two of the guys. I, I think they'll probably get off or, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and I, you know, you could argue that that's probably justified. I mean, what would what would you do if a guy who's been doing it for 20 years is doing something and he tells you this is the way to do it? Like, he's got a gun too, remember? Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I think those, you know, two of those guys will get off and then, you know, if I, and that might be bad, you know, it's very possible that would be bad, but if either of the, you know, if Chauvin or the other guy get off, yo, I mean, yo, I, I mean, you, you could see this start to unfold very quickly. Um, and I, so what was the other guy? What was that other guy that since we last podcasted, um, the one that got shot, uh, and then they burned down the Wendy's. I didn't even see that, man. I, I've been out of town. Like, I kind of didn't look at the news, man. I mean. Dude, this, so this one's an interesting one. If you, if you look it up, uh, what was the guy's name? Ray, Raymar, Ray something. He, um, so he got, he fell asleep in his car in a Wendy's parking lot or drive through Uh-huh. And the cops came up and uh, they, they knock on his window and they're like, right. Like, hey man, you can't, you can't sleep uh-huh. here. And like it went on for like 45 minutes. They do field sobriety test on him. They get him in handcuffs. And the second he gets cuffed, he loses his damn mind and like tries to pull the taser on the cops and he starts fighting them, resisting arrest, blah, blah, blah. And he got shot in the back by the cops. Yeah. Okay. So I heard about this. So why, I mean, it's hard. It's hard for me to talk about this. Like, were they not? Were these the guys who didn't have body cams on? No, they, they did. did. Okay. So, I mean, is there? There's no rhyme or reason to any of it. Like, it just. I mean, was there a reason why they gave him a sobriety check instead of just making him leave? I mean, is there some? What? What's the way? What's the angle that somebody's going to use? You know, what's what's what are the angles here? I guess is my question. Like quantity, man. Now you have another black guy dead at the cop at a white cop's hand so i mean that's the angle that is being played by the media so now this because you got to think every single instance of of police brutality or even something that looks like a racial crime further perpetuates 
the the belief system on that side. And I'll be honest, as somebody that you know supports law enforcement and wants to believe that you know ninety nine point nine percent of all cops are great and they were doing their job, um, now that is put into question. And you know, looking at the what I saw of the video, should the guy have died that night? No. But should he have so violently resisted arrest? Like, dude, you're in police custody right now. They're not here to hurt you. They were laughing with you, joking around as you were failing your sobriety test. Oh, was he like, all fucked up? Yeah, he was drunk. Oh, I didn't realize. It that. was like he was very drunk, and he was a repeat offender. <laughs> um, I think he had. I think I read that he was an ex-convict, and he he probably he was on parole. Like he shouldn't have been drunk anyway, or something along those lines. Um. Well, he so shouldn't have been drinking and driving. I mean, it's nothing else. Right. Yeah. And, and he wasn't driving, you know, in his defense. It's that dumb DUI law where if your right, keys are yeah. in the ignition and you're passed out, you're, it's a DUI. Um, but he was sleeping in his car and they woke him up. And he went along with it, man, like for like 45 minutes. And then all of a sudden he just flipped script, freaked out and started fighting the cops and resisting arrest and then tried to run away. Like he was like 20, 15, 20 feet away from the cops fleeing from the scene when he got shot. And everybody wants to paint this picture that he's this perfect human being. It's like, no, man, he, he wasn't, you know, he, he had a run in with the cops that night for a reason. And did they need to murder him or did they need to shoot him? So there's a difference between what Chauvin did to George Floyd and what happened with this guy, because that that one was straight up like George Floyd was a murder. Like yeah, he was he was aware whether or not he was paying close enough attention that he was killing a man or not. He had people telling him he was doing it. He had time to think about it. These cops that shot um, this guy's name was Rayshard Brooks. Um, these cops that shot this guy, they dude, they were acting on. St- you know, microseconds of impulse based on whatever training they had, which is I have the guy in cuffs. He just took off. He stole my taser. So I can't tase him. What, what other tool do I have to take him down? You know, and could they have reacted a little differently? Yes. You know, but could we all have reacted a little differently with many, many situations in our lives? Uh, and you know, they discharge a firearm, two shots and, well, died. I mean, it's going to come down to um, it's going to come down to training and you know that kind of thing. I mean, if he's already in handcuffs, I mean, he's got a taser; he can't point it at you. Um, you know, you could do anything to get that guy down. I mean, if you can't run as fast as he can, like he's still in handcuffs; he can't go anywhere. Like you're going to catch him. Did you have to shoot him? I mean, I, I don't know. So, I mean, that's going to be the argument. I'm just telling you, it's going to be. Um, but everybody plays, they play Monday morning quarterback and they're like, well, he should have realized that the two, like the taser he had didn't even have any shots remaining in it. And you're like, yeah, you're asking him to like compile all these complex pieces of data, like dissecting the moments when he's been hit in the face, um, you know, by this guy and he's, you know, he's been fighting. He's out of breath. His everything about him is stressed out. So it's not it they're not the same type of case. But the the Black Lives Matter movement is going to see this and they're going to gravitate to it as well. And I don't know, being a tall, bald white guy is an uncomfortable time to have opinions about these types of things. That's why I do this from the privacy of my own closet to put on the internet. Well, and I, I mean, once again, I think this is the, 
this is this is the most that's the most perverse thing about it i think is that like i mean like expressing your opinion is not it's like the most fundamental element of the constitution like it, it just is like it just is you can even like you can you can say whatever you want and it should and it should be allowed it it is interesting that there are a I, but and both sides are guilty. Liberal and conservative people are both guilty of when the other side says something extreme, they automatically, the you know, when one side says something extreme, the other side automatically tries to just shut them down from even being allowed to say it, which is, mm-hmm. which is troubling. I don't agree with, you know, white supremacist speech or, or, you know, whites, you know, that movement at all. I don't know what the hell those guys are doing, but like, you know, trying to protect white heritage or something. I'm like, yo, I, there's... <laughs> Have you seen Europe or America? There's plenty of white heritage everywhere. You're going to be fine. Um, That's so 1700s. That's not cool anymore. Let's move on. Right. But, you know, and not only that, but like, dude, like if if that's what you think and like that's what you believe, like fine, like go for it. Like you can talk about it. You can have, you know, hold your thing and do your thing. But like, like, you know, liberal people should just be like, okay, you guys are fucking idiots. Like you're just drawing more attention to it by like making big signs. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you guys are Nazis and stuff like you, you are you are radicalizing people. You know what I mean? Like that's what you're yep. doing. And we're, we're starting. That's why I'm saying like, the, like, I don't know if a civil war, like it's going to be a new kind of, it's going to be like a different kind of war. I don't even know what's going to happen. I don't think yeah, it's, it's not blue coats and gray yeah, coats. Yeah, I mean, we're not all going to get together in a field in Pennsylvania and, sh- you know, run at each other with bayonets or anything, obviously, but like, and I don't know what kind of war it's going to be. Um, but it's definitely going to be something um, because everybody is like what's happening right now is everybody's becoming radicalized within their own belief system, which is far more dangerous yeah. than an organized belief system like the Taliban or Al Qaeda or something. You know what I mean? Like this is just several different factions of people. You know, there's going to be end up being like 10 or it's going to be like, you know, denominations of, a you know, a, the Christian religion. You know, you're going to have the Baptists, the Southern Baptists, the... Eastern Baptists, I don't know, you know, the Adventists, uh, the non-denominational ones, you're going to have the Catholic. It's going to be like that, except for, you know, like everybody's going to have their own idea of what that is in their own radical way because of the community around them or whatever they interpret for themselves on TV or through the internet because it's such a personal experience, especially on the internet when you're just sitting there on your own phone. Right. So I don't know, but I I, I see it it happening soon. One of the things I'm seeing too, like, is it's dividing even people that that are close. You know, like so. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of how I want to say this. So, um, like a group of friends that are close under normal circumstances, and they start talking about these matters of opinion, and next thing you know, those friendships are are in question because of their friend's stance on an issue like holy crap man like are are these these issues that important to everybody to like to to sever bridges or burn bridges and sever ties with people that that have been a part of your life for a really long time or can we agree to disagree on things and right now it's like you said it's become everybody's become an extremist uh with with their belief system on it and it's not so much that it's what you believe. It's kind of like the election logic. It's not so much that I want that person to be president or it's not so much that I believe this one thing is that 
I don't want that person to become president or I don't want people to gravitate to that idea. Um, you know, so again, people think, oh, you like Trump, you're a racist. It's like, no, I, no, that's not a correlation there. How does, (laughs) how have you tied the two together? I'll never understand. Uh, But, but I can totally understand because, you know, it wasn't a great look the other day when he retweeted the video of the white power people. I mean, he does like, and we had this discussion like, um, God, I can't remember what the topic was because it happened so much. Oh, it was, you know, when the looting starts, the shoot, the looting starts, (laughs) when the looting starts, the shooting starts. (laughs) There you go again. And, you know, and that being like, you know, uh, the basis of that statement, you know, coming from like, you know, that time in the sixties, whatever, you know what I mean? Like that is how he, how other people who don't like him relate to him. One of the things they don't like about him is that he is, you know, he openly says things that are extremely politically incorrect. And I think that's the, that's the fairest way to put it. Like you could say racist, but I will choose to say extremely politically incorrect. Um, but I don't think you have to be extremely liberal to, uh, you know, to hear some of the things he says as racist, some of the things that he says, and because I'm not extremely liberal, I'm somewhere in the middle, maybe left of center, but I'm pretty right also in a lot of ways. But there are things that he says, I'm like, damn, dude, that was fucking racist, man. Like, holy shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I totally see why people draw that correlation. And it is too bad that if you are a Trump supporter, you are lumped into that. But sadly, if you are a Trump supporter, you are also supporting the kind of speech that he says, the, the kind of speech that he has about people of different skin color, um, you know, the the speech that he made in Oklahoma where he said, you know, you know, bad guys, you know, sometimes like I like to call them hombres. I mean, what what comes into your mind when you hear the word hombre? You know what I mean? Like that was racist, man. Like it was. Like you, he could have said a group of bad dudes, like, and that that could mean anything. That really, and if somebody was like, well, that was racist. Well, I'm like, really? Because I say dude all the time and nobody ever calls me a racist. You know, that would be a, there would be no argument to that. But he said hombres. Man, that's, you know, he is putting that in everybody's mind. And as a Trump supporter, you agree with that kind of language. And you agree, I mean, you have to. Like, that's like what it is. Like, I mean, just like you said, like, well, like, you voted for Obama and he supported this and that. Like, well, yes, I did. And so I have to. You know, I might not agree with it, but I did support him overall in general. So, um, and that's all a Trump supporter can say is like, no, I wish he wouldn't have said grab him by the pussy instead of them justifying it by saying it's locker room talk, <laughs> you know, or them saying, well, he's right. just trying to identify the origin of where the the flu came from or the, the virus came from. Well, but nobody else is doing that. I don't hear Merkel or anybody from Germany saying like, oh, it's the swan, you know, the Kung flu. Like, <laughs> like it's just, nobody else is doing this, man. So is it really necessary? It's just, it, it isn't. Right. It's, um, and the division, by the way, is also happening within the Republican Party. I mean, I saw that Pence today came out today and was like, you know, it really is a good idea to wear a mask. So, and like he's wearing a mask now, apparently. And it's just like, who is Mike Pence? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's been wearing one. Trump still won't do it. He's standing on his ground. It's on just, that. but it's, I mean, you, you have division all over the place. And, it would take, I mean, it's just, all, it's just going to, it's not going to take much to push the whole tower of cards over. I mean, this is a very, very, very delicate Jenga game. And I'm afraid we've reached, you know, the, the, the tip of it nearly. And I, I'm, I'm just afraid that the tip is November. Um, so sometime between November 3rd oh, yeah. and January 8th or whatever inauguration day is, I can't remember because I'm not a very good American, but. Um, well, so. 
I mean, I don't know, man. You know, I, I think a lot. I think a lot of Trump supporters are thinking, "Oh, well, things will get better once he gets reelected." Whereas, dude, I think that's the beginning of some very trying times. Because yeah. I, per- I personally believe that the, um, the puppeteers of the liberal left, like the far liberal left, the ones that don't like losing. Um, have been at the forefront of making Trump look like an even worse guy than he probably. They're doing is, a right? really good job. Not saying too. let's just give them right. That. I'm not saying the man is a saint, but they're really grasping at things to make him look even worse than he probably is. And dude, that's what they've done for four years, and it's because of that that they don't have a strong candidate. You know, they they've wasted all their time trying to get him out. When in all reality, they should have been grooming somebody to be the next, you know, promise for their for their cause and and to get people behind. But instead, they they left off with, you know, Hillary Clinton being a a criminal, you know, like a straight up criminal. Um, and then, so they couldn't use her and anybody else that had any promise i don't know maybe they owed biden a favor to give him a nod i don't know what it is but next thing you know you've got a dude on the early verges of dementia who's another slimy career politician yeah. he's by no means no, a perfect he's no guy you know oh he's just he's yeah like you can just hear the scum in in his statements so they haven't built up anybody if they if they know it's good for him, man, if if Trump gets reelected, they're going to spend the next four years being quiet. Just let him do what he's going to do. Let him make his stupid statements, and really groom somebody to come in and and be the change you need them to be, so that there is no chance of a Republican getting voted into office in twenty twenty four or whatever it is. But I I just I don't know. I, I think the next four years are going to be really really shitty. Uh, so it seems like we had some sort of technical difficulty picking up from there. Um, I don't exactly recall where we got cut off. Uh, (laughs) but, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, to try to salvage it, I think that the next four years, if Trump gets elected is going to be an even more tumultuous time in America. Yeah. Um, whereas... I think most far right-leaning individuals think that that's the security blanket that the next four years are going to be great. Um, I cannot say that I agree with that at all. Well, I mean, as we've said before, you know, actually, as you've said, like, several times, like, um, you know, it's not necessarily just the person, it's the administration, you know, or whatever. So um, I, I think I think that's, first of all, like, that's that's one reason why you could vote for Joe Biden, I mean, yeah, he's the guy, he's the figurehead dude, but I mean, it's mostly going to be really smart people who are doing most of the work and he's just got to sign the form and, you know, get the picture taken and, you know, smile, look at the baby, look at the baby kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and stop kissing the baby. Stop kissing the baby. It's time to stop (laughs) kissing the baby now, Joe. Just here's your ice cream. Just (laughs) quit sniffing the baby. Joe. going to ride in a limo today. Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) so 
Uh, which is funny because that's really kind of the way I see Trump too. Is like, want to take a ride in a helicopter? Like, I don't know. But right. um, you know, I, I just think that see, I don't, I don't see the next four years being tumultuous because the media is after Trump. Look, Trump does a lot of shit that is not good, and I, I think it just keeps happening. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's a reason why people get keep getting fired and quitting and leaving, and there just, there just is, there's got to be a reason. There, there's no. There's not no reason, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's got to be some reason. And I am positive that there is information out there that we don't have. Um, and I don't know what can be done about that, but I, I'm, I don't necessarily think he's that great of a guy. Um, and I think that no, there I is- No, I don't think he's a saint. He's not, he's no choir boy. Well, and means. I don't think that he, when I, I guess that's a really- colloquial colloquial word uh, bleh, whatever it's a nice way of saying i don't think he should be the fucking president you know i think right. that he's compromised i think that he is doing a bad job and um yes like you know everyone's like well how come the democrats haven't done anything well i don't know it seems like i read a whole lot about uh republicans not being able to get a whole lot or not help not tying with democrats either you know what i mean if they're not going across party lines then that's a two-way street i have a really hard time believing that every democrat is just like i will not work with a republican and i have a hard time believing that every republican says that too um so uh, you know i don't know there's a lot of real bad shit out there about trump and i i don't i didn't think he was going to be a good president this time really I honestly, I'm surprised he made it to his fourth year without something going like, you know, going wrong like this. And I think that yeah. the, the, the timing's too, the timing's too good, man. Like the, yeah. it definitely seems like there's something bigger at play, but I don't know what it is. And I can't yeah. seem to like see through it all. Like China and India are having some shit and like Russia's doing some crazy shit. And like, who the fuck knows what's going on with Brexit and coronavirus is just there. And, you know, uh, the beginning of this year, we were worried about forest fires in Australia. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, yeah, dude. Well, today, you know, today's June 30th. We have all successfully met, you know, hit the halfway point and survived it somehow. So of, of 2020. So like what, what does the next six months have to offer? Uh, my prediction is lots more coronavirus, mm -hmm. lots more drama in the media mm -hmm. with the election. And uh, lots more pissed off people. So I don't, I don't really foresee, uh, you know, a happy outcome. Because I mean, no matter how this this election ends up shaping up, you're going to have further divide that is built up in America. You're going to have a very, very pissed off uh, liberal population or a very, very pissed off conservative population. Um, and both agendas are so far opposed from each other's that major changes are going to be made to try to overthrow that person's agenda. People are already, these elections are already being fought now, I feel like, 8 to 16 years in advance as opposed to, well, okay, we'll see what happens in four years. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think there's so many strategic plays people are realizing that you can't play that four-year game anymore even the eight-year game i think it needs to be a more conscious effort to go 16 even 32 years in advance uh to plan who's gonna who's gonna get the seat when they're gonna get it so they can be groomed appropriately because the one thing i will I, I will say that i think trump did a pretty interesting job of doing was he was an outsider like he was not a politician and he came in and he turned some heads 
um, to get in office, and then he even conducted business much, much differently than than any previous president did. Um, on paper, there's some stuff that Trump has done that is that looks like it makes sense. Um, but yeah, man, not a a presidential leader um, by any means. And and maybe that's maybe that's the dirt on him is that you know he. He just doesn't fit in in a political world where everybody, you know, shakes hands and smiles and plays nice with each other. And he doesn't do that, you know. So, I don't know. It's uh, it's messy, though. It's definitely a mess. And I don't see it getting any better. As uh, today we sit at just shy of two and three quarter million total cases in the United States, um, which is terrifying. Um, it, it's, it's crazy looking at the numbers I mean, I know we touched on this a little bit earlier, but like, I'm not used to seeing California and Texas have 8,000 cases each in a day. And, you know, I'm just, it's just, it just seems crazy. I mean, 1,600 cases in North Carolina, 1,200 in Tennessee, 1,750 in South Carolina. Like, these are big numbers. How has California gotten so bad despite the fact that, you know, of the, the large population have... Have things gotten more relaxed there? Have you guys moved into like the different phases and I mean and we had literally go to normal? Yeah, like things have literally started opening, like I guess right right when we left, I guess. Like uh like almost two weeks. Yeah, like a week and a half ago or something. And you know, there were also a ton of protests here. Um so that's one thing. You also have a whole bunch of right-wing conservative people who think that wearing a mask is violating their rights as a human and their right to exist and they don't wear one um i mean orange county that's it i mean they don't do they don't follow anything you know they just do whatever they they literally threaten their city council people to the point with with violence to the point that they quit city council like it's nuts man they're absolutely out of their minds like i'm not driving to pasadena or anything and like going to Republican city, like over there, like, I don't think anybody's wearing a mask over there, you know, I don't know, but, um, yeah, like, it's just, I think people got relaxed. I think people are tired of it. And, um, I know in LA, like it's pretty loose, man. When we went to San Francisco, shit was tight. That was crazy going and seeing how different places operated. Um, yeah. You know, when we were in Portland, um, we wanted to go to this little, like we went to like two different places and, like one was like a bar and, but like they, the only reason we went there was because they had like outside, like a big outside area and they only let in, I can't remember how many people, but you had to, they had like a cup of sterilized pens and then, you know, a cup for your dirty pens and you had to like sign, like put your name and your phone number and your email address. So if, you know, there was a case that had been found, you know, somebody who had been there was really, you know, yeah, then they could like contact you. Um, wow. so that was, that was something that I thought was great. Actually. I was like, all right, like, you know, this, this is as safe as you can possibly be. And like, you know, they were, everybody was far away and whatever. It seemed like they were doing it right. You know, as, as right as you can. Right. Um, you know, everything was zoned off. Um, you had to basically like ask to use the restroom. So they would kind of make sure that you weren't passing across anybody else um i mean that was like as safe as i could see it um mm. they also had like a few places that we went they had qr codes that you would use and that was the menu like you they didn't give you a menu you just you know shot your camera at this qr code and the menu would come up on your phone um we had a couple places too that asked if we wanted 
plastic or paper, or one place asks if we want a paper or plastic menu to look at. Um, like one that had been disinfected or one that would just be thrown away after we used it. Um, hmm. You know, every place every place you had to have a mask going in. Um, every yeah. place had a sign, whether they were enforcing that or not was, you know, a different story. Um, we steered away from those places, unless it was a gas station in the middle of nowhere where you don't really have a choice. Right. Um, but it was, that was pretty wild. You know, that was just like an interesting... Uh, you know, it was just, it was just interesting. And you, you could just, you could feel it in the air, just people talking. I mean, it's, it's everywhere. Everybody's affected by it. It's everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. everywhere. And that was just another shocking thing too. You know, we talk about it and we're in our bubble and I'm, I'm in my bubble at work and so are you and your family and you talk to your friends and your extended family, whatever. But getting out and just seeing a whole bunch of strangers and people you don't know of every different kind of size, color, age bracket, whatever, like, you know, everybody's got a thought and an opinion about it, and you just are part of the group of people in that town who agree or don't agree with it. It's it's real weird. It's really weird. I mean, driving across a good percentage of the West Coast over the last 10 days was very eye-opening. Like, extremely, extremely strange. Extremely strange. I mean, San Francisco was super strict. I mean, I couldn't even, I had like a, like a, water with me and like we were like she wanted to walk into this little shop because there was no one in there and a guy stopped me he's like I I'm sorry I like can't let you bring your water in here I was like all right you know what I mean he was like we can't do we can't slip up at all like in San Francisco if we slip up even a little bit like we'll be closed for a month and if we slip up again like they just were closed indefinitely or something I can't remember what the guy said wow. but it was it was pretty intense LA really hasn't been like that like LA as far as I can tell like just, just whatever, man. Like, just, just put on a mask if you don't mind. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, every a lot of places we went, you know, they took our temperature and they uh once one spot we stopped, they asked. It was like before, like before I take your temperature, like can I take your temperature? Like, yeah, do you give me permission? And I was like, sure, you know. Um, See, all that, all that sounds absolutely miserable. You know, like I've been like going a little stir crazy. I'm like, man, I need, I need a break and. I need to get away from here and go do something and see something. But I, I keep reminding myself, like, no matter where I go, coronavirus is there, you know, and you're going to have to deal with whatever restrictions and whatever normals they've got. And maybe it's more comfortable for you. Maybe it's less comfortable. I don't know. And, um, you know, that side of things, like, I'm kind of just happy where I'm at right now, mm -hmm. I, I guess. Right. I'm, I'm, ha I'm having to be, you know, um, you know, just I work and I work on homework and I keep my yard looking good and you know like try to cook tasty food and i don't know i just that there's not much to get out there and do and see just that's just shy of you know scaling a mountain or you know i guess camping is probably about the closest thing well that, hey can i know. can i talk about that for a second i really want to talk about yeah. that taking this trip actually inspired me i was like dude like because all the national fucking parks are closed because we were the, the, we were going to camp we're trying to social distance you know we're not trying to like Right. Go to the Radisson, you know, with 18 floors and whatever. So, but all the national parks are closed. Now, right. first of all, this upsets me for a number of reasons. A, for selfish reasons, it was very, 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 very difficult for us to find places to camp, if if not oh, impossible on, on certain occasions. Right. Number two, um, because parks aren't well-funded enough, they have to close. And this is allowed, I know, in Joshua Tree, there was a whole bunch of, like, 
you know, vandalize, you know, vandalization on the, like a whole bunch of Joshua trees. Like that's fucking so heartbreaking to me. It's like such a cool, like amazing place and like a unique area. Like that's horrible. Like, and if anything, those places need to have funding now because that's someplace safe people can go. You know what I mean? Right. You can go outside. You can do all this stuff. Like, go see what's out there. Get out of your fucking house. Turn the goddamn TV off. Sorry for my language. It's just like, I really was like, it's been a while since I've kind of been out and just like looked around and like driven through like how beautiful of a place like America is. Well, especially California. My California's gorgeous. God, man. Like, it's, I mean, it's, there were so many times that like, I mean, I'm kind of like, I'm a little shaky right now that I was just like, oh my God, like, this is amazing. I can't believe, luckily, I'm in California. So, like, I can't believe I can just go to Sequoia. It's two hours away. Like, holy right. crap, dude. This is unreal. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I wish we could go through and like enjoy some of this stuff. Like, why aren't the parks a little better funded? Like, people could go do this. It'd be safe. It's healthy. People are getting vitamin D, you know what I mean? Which people are, I'm sure, hugely deficient on. I listened to a really interesting Joe Rogan podcast the other day about uh, vitamin D and how, you know, vitamin D is so good for you. And maybe one of the reasons that African-American people are being affected so badly by the coronavirus is because they have a vitamin D deficiency, um, hmm. you know what I mean? Like, because they don't get as much sun as they should, like genetically, they need a lot of sun. You know what I mean? Like, apparently this is just, I'm just repeating what I heard on the, you know, on, right. the, on the internet, which is always gets everybody in trouble. But yeah, you know, it, it was, it was a real bummer to me that people can't get out and go do that. Um, and people wanted to, like, apparently we took this little trip the same time everybody else decided they were going to also, um, because it was packed out there. I mean, there were oh, so bet. many people out, um, and it, it was just, it was really interesting. There were a lot of pregnant women, <laughs> um, hmm. and it's only, it's not been long enough since that, for that to like really be a thing, but we saw a lot of pregnant right. women, um. I don't know. Strange times, man. Very strange times. Seattle was like very strange. Um, Portland. I mean, everywhere we went, it was just like we'd kind of walk around and it was like it was just kind of a ghost town. You know what I mean? Like we kind of thought places were opening back up and people were going to be out, but they, they kind of weren't, you know, not in the cities. Well, really. dude, I'll tell you here, here you can't tell the difference between pre and post. Like if you're driving. Like when you go to walk into a store, obviously you feel the effects with all the plexiglass, yeah, sign yeah, 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 barriers, and right. you know. But man, like you drive around. If you drove around in April, in the middle of like we went out, I think we talked about it on a podcast one time. Like we went out in April on a Friday night at like eight o'clock because I just wanted to see like what was going on in the the community we live in, and it was a ghost town, man. Like. You could feel right. that people were gone. They were high. They were home and hiding. There was nothing to do. And now, man, you like Saturday. Holy crap! We had to go to Lowe's for something to go return something. And oh my god, dude! Like the traffic was just. Oh yeah, it was astronomical. The parking lot was packed. You see people coming and going, and most of which I would say probably were probably at like a thirty percent of people maybe 25 percent of people wearing masks right now at least where i live and the rest are just like oh life life goes on i mean and, once again it's easy to like it's easy to think like this isn't going to happen to me like it just i mean it's right. so, it's totally easy i still don't think it's going to happen to me i'm like all right like it's going to be fine like i'm going to be fine you know like that's what i keep mm -hmm. 
telling myself. And then like, yeah, like it was weird that I just happened to be out of town when, you know, this thing, you know, happened at my work where, you know, it's definitely going to affect a few people. And now, yeah. you know, we don't know, we don't know. It, we have to make a new plan now about what to do because I know this is going to affect some people. And that means we have fewer people. And, but, and even then, like, how do you know people aren't sick when they come in? Man, it's, I don't know. How can you go to the store and be around somebody who's not in a mask and not be sure you didn't contract it? You know, like, this is, this mm-hmm. is, this is a supreme failure. This is a, the, the, the handling of this, this is a supreme failure. There should have been no doubt from the get go that, you know, when we were going to open back up, it was a, it was a, like, I don't know. I, I don't know if he had the legal authority to mandate masks or not, but my God, like, to strongly encourage everybody to wear a mask. Republicans would have gotten behind it because he said it, and liberals would have done it because it's the right thing to do. Um, well, it's like I said a long time ago, the, the freedoms that we have, oddly enough, become the things that hurt us, you know? Freedom of speech and freedom of, you know, there are rights and stuff like that. Those are the things right now that are hurting us. You can't tell me I need to wear a mask. Who, who are you to infringe upon my rights to tell me I have to wear a mask right. or, or even the other side, you know, it's just like, it, there's too many, too much identity afforded for everybody to be safe because now you have what, 360, 70 million people in America and every one of them has their own opinion yep. or they're being influenced by a different agenda. And next thing you know, we've got people feuding over whether or not they want to wear a mask and that turns into you know race and man it's just ugh, it's disgusting it's it's I really, really need, crazy. i need a vacation from the world that as it is right i now. gotta tell you 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 need to like we really did kind of it was kind of a point to get away from that and it really was it it really was that and like but i mean but you're still reminded of it every time you get out of the car like every moment every single moment it is around you and you can't escape it um it's just there i, I keep sitting here thinking about like just just what's going to happen i'm looking at the graphs on worldometer and it it's just shocking i mean what we thought was the worst at the end of april is just like we're going to blow right past it buddy i mean oh yeah it's this is, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think we're going to start regularly seeing, I think it was Fauci. Was it Fauci who said it? I think he was going to start saying like a hundred thousand cases a day here soon. You know what I mean? Like yeah, on that's the, what they're anticipating. on the regular brother that I don't even know what to think about that. Like I can't even, I mean, you're talking about a million people every week. I mean, how do you not shut back down? Like, I mean, everybody's putting the brakes on everything, but are they? Like everyone, they're not, they're not, no, they're not at all. You know, like certain like American, like that's what I mean though, is like individual entities are, are changing the way they're doing stuff. So American airlines has been fighting to go back to hundred percent occupancy on all flights, mm-hmm. you know, um, what else? Uh, some of the Disney, I think some of the theme parks, I don't remember exactly which brands, but they're starting to, to reopen in some capacity. Like, why are people out doing those types of things? Dude, I wouldn't go to an amusement park right now if I changed rubber gloves every 10 minutes and wore a mask the entire time. <laughs> just just not interested, man. It's not going to be the happiest place on earth. Because especially this, man. Did you hear what they did to uh, Splash Mountain at Disneyland? No. 
Dude, they completely gutted the theme because apparently there's racial undertones in Splash Mountain at Disneyland. I, I didn't know that. I mean, I don't know. That's... Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it that that's that's frustrating. I mean, it, that's pandering, which is so stupid and so weak. And uh, I wish more people would see through that, but they don't. Um, I mean, I think I think the most troubling part of it is that the reason why we're not going to put the brakes on, or, or like why we're, we're I don't know if we're going to re reclose everything up, is because we can't afford it. Like, I, I don't think any st- like. Everybody's going to be like, dude, I mean, they, the states need the income. I mean, that once again, this goes back to stuff we talked about way at the beginning. Nobody was even remotely prepared for the slightest amount of anything to go wrong. It, it, they just assumed everything would just keep being okay always and just ran on the razor's edge the whole time and ran up deficits and borrowed. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, dude, like... You know, this is, I mean, I don't know, man, this, this this is crazy. I mean, I don't know, I don't even know what six months from now is going to look like. I mean, shit, dude, November's in five, July, August, so, September, October, November. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, we've talked a little bit about like the paranoid side of things, right? So, you know, the potential for, you know, a total collapse or, you know, like a civil war of sorts or something like that. Like, and you talk a lot about, you know, preparedness and, and savings and being, you know, responsible and, and stuff. It's really got me thinking a little bit lately, like how far do you take that paranoia? You know, like as far as investments or savings, like do you keep them in traditional uh, vehicles like you would for a healthy economy or do you get the hell out and go, you know, like material, you know, like I was looking up, you can buy, um, I think it's like a, a full troy ounce of gold for, I want to say it's like, 500 bucks so maybe it's maybe it might be a little bit more i forgot what the exact measure was and what the value was but i was like you know instead of tucking away money into my 401k every month maybe i just subscribe to a you know a gold purchasing um investment where it, they literally send me weight of gold that i could collect and save so, so that i have something stable you know, cause it, it's a little terrifying, like to work and work and work. I keep joking with Lacey. I was like, you know, I work for the federal government being in, you know, the De- department of defense and the military and it's all contingent, you know, me retiring from, from this profession and getting a pension for the rest of my life is contingent on the, uh, the department of defense and the federal government existing the way that it does now in the future, you know, but if, if something happens in my lifetime and they're like, Oh, that doesn't exist anymore the way that it did because the the economy or the government was completely overhauled in some way, shape, form or fashion. Then it was all for nothing. Like, Oh my God, like makes you like go a little bit paranoid and and starting to think of new and and creative ways to save. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's a good idea. I actually just put some money in my Roth (laughs) like today, just because I needed to. I mean, I don't know. It's hard It's hard to picture things going so badly that we don't have a stock market. I mean, I mean that's that's pretty bleak. I mean, that's pretty bleak. Uh, I mean, we're talking about like, you're going to talk, you're talking about like basically the end of civilization. I mean. Well, no. 
just of, of, of the economy as we know it, you know, right now it functions the way that it functions, you know, the, those, those, the performance of, of your Roth or 401k or something like that are based on historical events. And if history is changing so significantly right now, I think it would be foolish not to, to hypothesize, you know, what could it look like if it's changing? Like is a Roth or, or a 401k, is that the way to go with an investment? Cause that's all built on like, what's, what's the average rate of returns, like 8% or something like that, that they, they build that assumption on. So if, as of, if coronavirus becomes a milestone in that, and now that, that vehicle is only worth 3%, like, is that now the new, that that's the new shitty hand that everybody's dealt with or, um, or is this, you know, or, or do we need to think of a new way that is going to be more profitable? Uh, I don't know. That's a big question. I mean, it's a terrifying question too. Um, I mean, I don't want to panic. I mean, I have definitely thought about calling up big Dick Rank, Rick Granberg and being like, how much a half an acre down in Nicaragua, bud? Um, <laughs> you know, I could build a mud shanty. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do. I mean, I guess, you know, if you're buying gold, you can always sell gold. I mean, who cares? And that's kind of like my, my thinking on it, like gold or silver. Like if, if the, if the market ever like truly collapsed, you still have something that right. is of value, right. you know? Yeah. It might not be a bad idea know. to get a grand of gold and just, <laughs> and just to hope it doesn't come to that, you know? Right. Uh, I don't know what you do, but. I mean, that's just, that's dangerous too. I mean, if you have gold, I mean, if you have gold on you, like it gets to that level. I mean, how do you, how do you break up gold too? Like, it was like, well, it's going to be 30 shekels. Like, I mean, do you have shekels of gold? I mean, how does that, how does that translate? Like, how do you, well, how do you it, use it? Not to advocate for it, but if you start looking into it, when you buy it, they come in like, they're like little chips. Like they, like, I think a piece like the size of like a micro SD card is about, about what a, what a Troy ounce looks like, I think. Okay. Um, or maybe that's the 500 grams. I forget exactly. Like, again, I'm ignorant to it. I'm, I'm, I'd like to get smart on it, but that you can buy a piece about that small and, and it ends up, or maybe that's like a quarter ounce, whatever. Um, it, it all accumulates. Obviously you're not going to go out and buy like a, you know, $200,000 gold bar, you know, they're all little micro, uh, measurements like that, that obviously accumulate to build up. So I don't know, something to think about. I, I just recently started kind of doing a little bit of, you know, laying in bed, flipping through, trying to understand it because it, it does terrify me to, you know, what is the insurance policy? Like, you know, you already see people's, you know, stock portfolios plummeting lately and then climbing back up, you know, two weeks ago. And now they're plummeting all over again. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's a scary time. You know, hopefully we'll bounce back, but that's all contingent on, you know, people coming to to an agreement on how the the government and the economy should be functioning. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I guess I see, I, I definitely don't think things are going to get better immediately i think it's going to get worse for a little while um you know if if confidence really drops you know i, I don't know 
Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, uh, what's going on with oil? I haven't heard anything about oil in a while. You know what I mean? Um, uh, gas is back up a little bit, as I'm sure you saw. In your oh, I've trip. definitely saw that. I mean, thank God for Oregon. It's not astronomical, but and it's not what it was, but it is higher. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's it's basically back what it was here. I mean, I don't know what it usually is in Oregon, but we were happy to be in Oregon because the gas was like the cheapest, and so was the weed. My God, man! Like, holy <laughs> dude! It would like, I was like, dude, are you telling me a pack of twenty joints is ten dollars? And he was like. Uh, or no, it was a pack of ten joints for twenty dollars. I was like, dude, are you, like really? He was like, what's like what's wrong? <laughs> like he was looking at me like I was crazy. I was like, dude, this would be. You're like, I want good stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, that's. I was shocked. Like it was unbelievable. We're paying. I feel like I'm in eighth grade or ninth grade again. I'm paying like seventy dollars a fucking eighth in L.A. You know, it's like nuts. And there it was like they're just giving it away. But whatever, that's a whole nother topic but yeah right. i mean if if confidence completely dry and the reason why i asked about oil like what was happening with oil is just because you know that's why the dollar is so strong it's because of fucking oil you know it's why it's always been strong so um yeah i don't really know what's going on with that i mean if we if there's confidence lost it could be could be bad but you know i'm sitting here looking at the news and it's like the dow cops caps off its best quarter since 1987 like you know i know but man that's it's performing so it, it came from its lowest point like it had the biggest amount of growth right, right? exactly it never grows as much as it did as it has been but it also hasn't been as low as it has been <laughs> you know what i mean that's like saying you no never mind it's a that's a bad it's a really bad analogy well i mean it's going to take a long time for the coronavirus to go over everybody i mean even, if, even at a hundred thousand cases a day you're talking about a million and a half people or a million people every week and a half. I mean, that's, and like, I'm not trying to say that that's nothing. I'm just saying that like, it will take, it will take some time for it, you know, for people to, you know, freak the fuck out, I think. You know, I think all the stock people are kind of going off what Trump is saying. It's like, you know, which is basically the flu. And a lot of cases it is, you know, in a lot of cases it is. But in a yeah. lot of, but you know, in a much smaller amount, but still a lot of cases it's not. So, I mean, I think a lot of people are just looking at this like, look, this is just going to suck for a little while and we'll get through it and it's going to be fine. But, you know, I think a lot of that is depend. I mean, it's just, it's just a very fragile house of cards right now. And anything else could happen. You know, everyone's like, well, it'll be fine as long as nothing else happens. Um, right. So, I don't know. Anyway. It's preserved. How long have we been going? We've been going a long time, Corey. We've been going a minute. You've been, so, we can wrap it up. You've been dragging on. I'm sure. I'm sure we've... I, this one kind of felt uh, very impromptu, just like, hey, you want to do this right now? So um, I know that there's a lot of things that like, I want to pick your brain on. Uh, so we'll we'll do it again very soon. Yes. Cool. Hasta la doodle. Hasta la vista, dooter. 